Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour of the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. Love to get your reaction to this next topic that we're about to get into. Something that I came across on MinPost. A great find here from Chris Tubbs. They did a poll. And the headline reads, Twin Cities voters prioritize abortion rights while greater Minnesotans name rising cost of goods. So in this article, um, they kind of lay out the difference between those people that live in the Twin Cities to those that live out in greater Minnesota in terms of what they're more concerned about when it comes up to uh, to voting. And look, we have a big-time election uh, year in 2024, so there's always going to be a lot of different concerns that people will have. And so let's dive into some of the ones that they have here in this specific article, according to MinPulse. So now, abortion rights are still top of mind for Twin Cities voters, while greater Minnesota voters express more concern over the rising cost of goods and illegal uh, immigration, according to this MinPost in bold research poll. So now among voters in the Twin Cities suburbs, the largest share, 63% selected rising cost, followed by abortion rights, taxes, and gun violence. Now the issue landing on the most priority list in the urban core primarily including Minneapolis and St. Paul, was the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade and state governments banning abortion, with 56% of respondents selecting it among their top four concerns. Now, in greater Minnesota, okay, 62% named rising cost a top concern. I think that across the board, I think that everybody... Um, believes that the, the rising cost of living is a, is a top concern. I don't care if it's greater Minnesota, Twin Cities, whatever, uh, suburbs, rising cost is definitely going to be up there. Followed by illegal immigration, they have at 49%, and this is greater Minnesota, in taxes, 43%. Um, it says, while it says, oh, the issue is important to people in three different regions, the Twin Cities, suburbs, and greater Minnesota, okay, those three, Twin Cities, suburbs, and greater Minnesota, are also mostly consistent with last year's poll. 
Um, immigration is a top issue in greater Minnesota because it falls into overall party concerns. And there has been a larger share of GOP votes in greater Minnesota in recent elections. Statewide, the poll found 74% of GOP voter respondents uh, expressed that illegal immigra- uh, immigration is a high priority for them compared to 8% of Democrat respondents. Um, and then, like I mentioned, the economy, that's something that everybody's concerned about, and they should, because the cost of living has steadily increased incomes, not so much, right? In MinPost's 2022 poll, listen to this, 81% of the people in this poll in greater Minnesota felt their income was falling behind the cost of living compared to 68% in the Twin Cities suburbs. I can't stress enough, man, how how these big-time companies mm-hmm. that we all are tied into in this country – we are just getting gouged, and it's unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, we are. The, the, um, the, the cost of living, and I will say, as much as I love living in the Twin Cities, the cost of living here is astronomical compared to a lot of other places. I mean, it it, it just it, – it, maybe it's the times, too, but – yeah, Compared to where? Compared to, like, even in Houston. Like, it is cheaper. It is much oh, cheaper. Yeah. Houston, Atlanta. I mean, the southern region is going to be always going to be cheaper. They're always going to be behind us. But you compare us to other places throughout the Midwest, we're right on par, with the exception of Chicago. Chicago's just, it's, it's Chicago's high, its own beast. Right? It's, yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. I would, but, you, look, when I look at Minnesota, I think that the cost of living here is high. But when you start comparing it to other places and other regions or other cities around the country, that's just, that's not necessarily true. Like, in the, the South is always going to be cheaper. That's just how it is for the most part. Um, Houston's been cheaper. Atlanta's been cheaper. Charlotte's been cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. typically it's cheaper, okay? Now, on the East Coast, we know the East Coast, that's a totally different beast. It's high as hell out there. Yeah, West I Coast, mean, yeah. high as hell out there. Yeah, so so – it's almost like, put it like this: Do you think that we're high for the standards of the Midwest? It's it's hard to say. It's it it, it is, uh, and I, I will I will I'll, I will say this myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, I cut you off, but real no, quick, no, no, that's fine. The, the 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 living in Kansas City, in here, yes, the cost of living in many in Minnesota is higher than in Kansas City. It's higher than in Kansas City and in Missouri. I, I, I lived in, um, I, I guess by Kansas City standards, Overland Park, which is the equivalent of like Eden Prairie slash Edina. I wouldn't even necessarily call it Edina, but you, you get what I'm saying. For, no, for, it's, for it's, a, it's a nice, Missouri, it's, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a, it's a nice, nice suburb. Area. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice suburb for Kansas City, right? Yeah. I, the, the cost of living there, much cheaper <laughs> than here. Yes, and I think that's maybe kind of what you know what what I was getting at with that. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could compare us to. Would you say we could look at whatever Milwaukee is, and we could maybe say, you know, can we compare? And I haven't looked at the cost of living and everything in Milwaukee, and I know we're kind of getting a little. I haven't off, either. And I know we're getting kind of a, a, a little bit off topic here, but uh, I, I think 
Yeah, we're, but it's a concern. It's it's not it's not that much off topic. You're, you're you're fine because this is one of the main concerns, regardless of where you live in the state. It doesn't matter if you live in the cities, in the what was the other category, suburbs mm-hmm. or Greater Minnesota. It doesn't matter. That it well, it does matter because all of our concerns matter. But the bottom line is that is a big time issue for all of us. Yeah, no question. And, and, you know, when you're dealing with outstate, you know, having lived outstate for a majority of my life and having family that still lives outstate, you know, the concerns that have been raised in that article in terms of them really falling along party lines, I, I feel is pretty accurate. Like you're talking about what you know, what they're talking. When I go down and I see family, like those are issues, you know. Because sometimes you're like, okay, at Americans' table, what are they really talking about? People are like, oh, well, they're talking about this political issue and they're talking about that, which is is complete bunk. Those are topics that are really uh, of of conversations, and I'm glad that you brought up this article because. You know, as even, you know, like immigration, we don't think that immigration, well, it's not as big of a deal for some people as it is for others. When you're not dealing with, what's that? I say it depends on where you live in. Well, that, that, yeah, that's, that's just it. It, it, You know, if you're dealing someplace that you don't have as much of a population, you know, with a smaller, you know, with a less dense area, you have people that are coming in. Well, you know, that's going to have more of a direct impact on your life and, you know, you know, your community. Whereas when you're in a a suburb, you know, suburban area, it's not going to matter as much for some of us. But but no, but but that's that's not necessarily what we're finding, though, from this poll, though. And this is the reason why that is more of a politically driven issue with attachment to identifying as GOP or identifying as Democrat, because put it like this. Let's go Twin Cities and let's go greater Minnesota. Okay, where do you think more immigrants are going to going to be congregated in? Well, I would in think, the Twin Cities, correct? Well, yeah, yeah I, I think naturally yeah. you're, you're – well, naturally, yeah, you're, you're going to look at it. But yeah. I, I think just based on yeah. the population, though, based on the amount of, of individuals, they're going to feel it more in outer Minnesota. And I think that's why it's a bigger concern. How? Well, because you're, you might have more individuals that are coming to the Twin Cities, but when you're in, in greater Minnesota, like you're – it has a more direct impact on a lot of people because the communities are smaller. Okay, but but the percentages are so much more smaller, though, of immigrants that are going to those areas in the state. This is let me finish my point. This is the point that I'm trying to make. If you have more people and it's higher from a demographic standpoint in the Twin Cities versus lower in 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 greater Minnesota, although those areas have a smaller percentage of people overall. I, I understand and agree with your point that that from a mindset, you're going to feel more impacted. Right. But I think in this this actual poll leads to suggest that it's more along the lines of politically driven thought, because that is more of a mindset and a thought in the GOP members as opposed to those uh, democratically. Do you see what I'm saying? Or do you see what the, the this actual men post um, article is saying. Yeah, I, I I totally see what the article is saying, and, and I understand because because I, I understand what the article in, in is. That, go ahead. 
in that vein, Chris, essentially it's it's like, okay, we have a few immigrants that are in greater Minnesota, but we have a ton of them in the Twin Cities. But why is it not tolerated as much in greater Minnesota? Maybe because more people can get into the diversity in those areas? Well, you don't, you're, you're not, naturally, you're not as diverse as you are in, in outstate Minnesota. I mean, that's, it's, it's just a fact. And there, there's nothing wrong with it not being as diverse because you, you don't have as much to offer as you do in the Twin Cities. I mean, do you, I mean, I, I okay. So we, I so agree we agree that. on that. Okay. But I, I agree with that, but, but it's, but I agree with that, but it's about accepting diversity though. It's not about whether you, 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 you like or dis- it's about accepting it. If, 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 if immigrants are in your town, like wh- whether you like it or not, are you accepting of that? There are, and, and it, it, it comes down to the individual, right? Like there are individuals that even in the Twin Cities don't accept diversity, don't believe in diversity. And, and there are some mm-hmm. in outstate Minnesota that will, will welcome individuals into their community. Yeah, but there absolutely. Yeah, but there are some where, when you're in a smaller community, and you introduce a, a new, a new element to it, or somebody that's different, it's if it's got a direct effect on you, and you're not sure how to react to it, then there's going to be a, a little bit of being defensive with that. And I've I've seen that firsthand. But and, that's not okay. I, that's I, not okay. Though. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's right, but I, I'm saying that. Yeah. You know, diversity, sometimes it's harder when you're in a smaller community because you don't have as many people to try and, and, and you know, assimilate with, if that makes sense. It, it, it just, it, I, it comes, I agree it comes, with that, it, yeah, but, it comes that's, down to but that's part of our prop. But that's part of our problem, though, with, with all due respect. I don't care if it's greater Minnesota or the Twin Cities or the suburbs. If, if you have a cul-de-sac, or whatever that's predominantly black, and there's a white couple that comes that moves in. That white couple should be accepted for who they are. They should be accepted for the culture that they bring to the cul-de-sac. I don't care where they live. If they live in Hispanic neighborhood, that should just be accepted. I'm not saying that you're gonna automatically understand everything about them from a diversity standpoint, but to to be disapproving of people based on they don't look like you or you don't understand them from a cultural perspective and they and they come into your neighborhood or your small town that's just not a way to live it's not it, it, no it, it's not and and I agree with that that's a very dystopian way of, of looking at it but i i mean the, the reality of the situation is when something new is introduced to an area that is not used to it there's going to be conflict there's going to be uncertainty and there's going to be trepidation and sometimes you can knock those walls down i mean sometimes you you can you know you can work around those biases and you can have you know these people that come into the community and they can become a part of it and, and you know everything is fine there are going to be other instances yeah. where they're going to look at something different somebody you know that's not like them and i'd be like you know what i i can't accept this i i don't i don't want you here because you know you're going to be and that's not acceptable no Th- that's just not a, and, and, and that and that and that way of looking at it is unacceptable. It's 2023. People have televisions. People have radios. People know that black people exist. People know that uh, Hispanic people exist. 
black people know that white people exist. Like it's that is not that is no excuse. No, it's it's not. And I think, again, to kind of bring it back around to one of the initial points that you were talking about, that goes down political lines. And and that is that there are are talking points that go along with those very biases. And, And I mean, we can, you know, maybe deny it all we want. But the fact is, I mean, we can agree, depending on what your primary source of information is, you are going to get a message that could echo those very thoughts. I mean, I don't feel like I'm wrong on that. Yep. 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back because there is something. I don't care if you are you live in greater Minnesota. I don't care if you live in the suburbs or the Twin Cities. There's something that a lot of people agree on. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, real good conversation me and Chris are having there in the last segment. Uh, If you'd like to weigh in on this men post poll, 651-461-9226. Just about the differences between Twin Cities voters, greater Minnesotans, uh, those in the suburban areas, uh, because when we talk about the things that we're concerned about as we head into another election cycle, um, it, it does matter where you live. It absolutely does, because we have a lot of varied opinions about uh, what is important to us um, just just coming into the uh, the year 2024. Let's go to Gene in Bloomington. How you doing, Gene? Hi, Henry. Can you hear me? How are you? I'm good. Yes, I can. You? Thank you so much for the phone call. <laughs> I'm You're good. welcome. Um, well, I live in Bloomington right now, and as I was on Chris, I, hey, I have a neighbors who are Hispanic. I have neighbors who are from Africa. I have neighbors who are Somali, um, which is also in Africa. But, I mean, I, I'm surrounded by diversity. I have lived in smaller towns, and... Um, I actually lived in a town where the Lutheran Church sponsored Somalis at the time. You know, this was about 20, 30 years ago when they um, first needed to come over. And the culture differences 
is I think, you know, you're, yep. you're kind of feeling like your whole town, your whole small town of 200 or 1,000 people is kind of all the same culture, and all of a sudden there's another culture that wasn't there before, and you just have to learn that. Yep. But one of the things I believe people forget is that most of us are immigrants. My great, my grandparents yes. were immigrants, and I, they came here, <laughs> and so I, yep. I have a firm belief in it. We have to appreciate immigrants, but it's hard to when your neighbors don't do things exactly the way you do, don't have the same values for things that you do. That can bother yep. you. Yep, so. and, and that's what Chris is speaking to, and, and, and you're 100 percent right, Gene. I so so so. Let me say this. Well, let me ask you this. When did you move to Bloomington? I grew up in Bloomington. <laughs> oh, you grew up in Bloomington, my parents, but you live kind of out in and Bloomington, about. And I and I went away for multiple years and uh, lived in some small lived in outstate Minnesota for about ten years in a couple different places. And lived in I think that Gene, yeah, Gene. I think that what I think that what you I think in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Gene. I, I think, that, and, and I'll let you have the final word. I think that you're spot on with the take because it is, um, uh, I guess, for people when someone else moves into the neighborhood or moves into the community, or whatever, um, they can be a little bit. Um, they don't want to move off of being as accepting as they should be to something that is new or foreign to them. But it speaks to something that you brought up. And it isn't necessarily about the skin color of somebody. It's a cultural thing. And you're 100% right because that culture you're not accustomed to, you're not used to. But I think that the the way that I've always been, and this is just speaking from somebody that was told when I was like in sixth and seventh grade, embrace diversity and embrace the differences of people, is that culturally, if you if you if you are introduced to somebody, see what they're about, see what are the ways of their culture, and if it doesn't fit or doesn't align with your values, then you know that you have an issue there. But before that, I think uh, you, you got to give it a little bit of a chance. Am, am I correct, or, or is, is that what you're thinking, or is that how you perceived it? Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think. Yeah. Yep. 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 Hey, thanks for the phone call, Gene. Gene in Bloomington with a beautiful call. And, and Chris, that's essentially what you were kind of like speaking to, that not necessarily that uh, that when a person – uh, you know, comes into the community that everybody wants to meet. Well, some people want to shut it down just because the people are different. But you're talking about people just, you know, trying to be more welcoming and more accepting. But it's hard because they're not accustomed to the culture of it. Yeah. And, you know, Gene did break it down. You know, there are differences in, in culture. There are, you know, different yep. religions. You know, if, you know, everybody goes to a Lutheran church or a Catholic church or you know, you, you've got these routines and all of a sudden you're introducing something new into the ec- into the ecosystem, really. And, and yep. people are like, OK, yeah, how do how do I handle somebody that has a different background, that has a different culture? Like, what do they believe in? You know, and, and is that is that a threat to me? I think that's some of it, too, where is this person going to be a threat to my family? Are they going to be a, a threat to my income? Are they going to be a threat to my way of life? And, and until you can put those at ease and get past everything that's superficial and, and external, 
It's just yep. it's it's a very it's a hard situation to be in, and and, uh, and it comes to it, it comes it, it comes. I think it becomes less hard to uh, uh, to deal with if you're accepting. It, it it comes down to being accepting and embracing people's differences. From the text line here, from the six one two, it says a delicate conversation. Tubbs did well, and Henry too. I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate I think that, that Gene. From Bloomington, that was a spectacular phone call. She encapsulated kind of the thoughts that we were having here and kind of pulling it together because, you know. And she, can, saying, and she can also speak from experience as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I'll tell you this right now. When I lived in Overland Park, Kansas, and I would go from my apartment to the station, and after that I'm going to Target and I'm going to whatever, Whole Foods, whatever. Overland, anybody been to Overland Park, Kansas? You don't see a lot of me. You don't see a lot of black folks in Overland Park, Kansas. <laughs> you, you, you don't see a lot of people of color in Overland, uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Now, on the Missouri side, as Chris, you can uh, attest to, that's more of the demographic where you see more African Americans. But my point is, is that embracing and accepting the, the differences, I do believe that that matters. And I was taught at a, at a young age. I'm talking about right as I'm getting going, you know, uh, in elementary school, going into middle school. My mother told me as an educator, you accept everybody. We embrace in this household. We embrace diversity. I remember going away to to, uh, to Morehouse College, right? Historically black college. Mm-hmm. Edwin Moses, Martin Luther King Jr., Spike Lee, um, um, Samuel Jackson. The list goes on. Maynard Jackson. The list goes on and on and on and on. I remember. Uh, Spanish class, sitting there. Michael, uh, and I can't remember Michael's last name, but uh, he was from Chicago. White student. And most people, and it was funny because most people be like, white guy at all black men's school? What, what, what are we, what are we doing? What are we yeah. doing here? Yeah. No, no, it, 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 I loved that because I remember we were hanging out one time in the cafeteria in one of our, uh, one of our, um, classmates another freshman said hey you know hey michael you know there are two white guys in our freshman class here at morehouse um does is this awkward for you why did you choose morehouse and michael said i chose morehouse because it's one of the great institutions for men in this country and in the world and i know this is historically black college but i wanted to attend here and i've always felt comfortable around Black people my entire life, my my high school was predominantly black, right? And so, like, from day one, it, he was always accepted. Look, I'm a, I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi fraternity, okay? And, and everybody knows that that Greek life with with black people, it's a big deal, right? Do you think that my – do you think that I don't have white fraternity brothers? Of course I do. You know, it's just it, but but I guess back to my point about acceptance. Yeah, right? yeah, and, acceptance. And, yeah. And, and you said you were, you know, you were brought up to embrace diversity. Unfortunately, there are some people that are just they're not taught that way, and you, you learn later on in life. You know, you can you can you know change your mind based on the information that's presented to you, or you can say, hey, this is how I was raised. This is what my parents believe in. This is what my family believes in. And but there's a difference. But there's a difference. And and I have to. And I know some people out there listening won't like this, but it does boil down to skin color. There's a difference. When you're black or a person of color, you are assimilating into white America. You just are. 
Yeah, no, I, I you, no, I, I totally, I, I can totally you, see your you, point. You're with that. Assimil- yeah. you're assimilating into white America, and then if you're a white America, white American rather, mm-hmm. you are or should be accepting of the immigrants that reside in this country, but that doesn't always happen to be the case. No, no, it it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And again, I just feel like part of that is. Yeah, part of that is just you know, background and things that you're you're taught at a young age. And hopefully, as you know, as more information becomes available and we continue to mature and evolve as people that, you know, we can look at everything in its totality and and realize that, you know, we're we're all immigrants in some yep. way, shape or form. We are all, you know, because the the Anglo-Saxons, you know, came in and uh, the natives the, were here first. The natives <laughs> were here first. Yes. Yes. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. Really good conversation. Uh, anybody else that would like to win, they can. Uh, but we got to take a break and get to weather. More Lake Show coming up next. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. I got a question for Christopher Tubbs, a question for the text line, a question for all of you out there, you sports fans, at 651-461-9226. Are you ready for the return of Justin Jefferson? Because I am. J.J. will be back. He will be balling out. He will be back in action for the Minnesota Vikings in purple against the Las Vegas Raiders. Although I do believe that this will be a tougher matchup than what most people want to kind of look at it that way. Because the Vikings are the Vikings are favored by three points. Oh. And this is coming off two terrible performances by Josh Dobbs. So I'm a little bit surprised. And I know that they don't have a good starting quarterback either. Um, and I know that Max Crosby might miss this game. I'm a little surprised, though. Three points in the Vikings? doesn't matter, though. I'm excited that J.J. back, that J.J. is back. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I, I think I- – I know that the Vikings have had some of these tough losses. And, you know, you look at Denver and you look at Chicago, it's like, uh, it would have been nice to have him back. The Vikings, absolutely, I will say this, regardless of them losing those two games, the Vikings handled this in the best possible way. You, you want to make sure that he is 100% ready to go. And if he's been ramping up for the past couple of weeks, if he wasn't where you felt he could go out there and not be compromised, then you want him to be out there. I'm very curious to see, you know, how he works with Joshua Dobbs and then Kevin O'Connell as well as saying, hey, I need to game plan better and, and prep Joshua Dobbs a little bit better. So there to me, there's a lot of intrigue. Absolutely. And he just changes the whole dynamic of the offense. Having the best wide receiver in football out there is going to give you a boost that maybe we can see, you know, a little bit more aggressiveness out of Joshua Dobbs if you know that you've got 18 out there. So, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely excited and ready to see what Justin Jefferson can do. Justin Jefferson is a game changer. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the National Football League when healthy. When I look at the top wideouts in the league, after Justin Jefferson, I think it's Tyreek Hill. I think it's A.J. Brown, but I do believe, and some people say, man, you're crazy. You think that J.J. is better than Tyreek Hill? Yes, I do. I, I, th- I think he's better than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the fastest wideout in the league and has been, but in terms of all around, from the route running, everything, yep, yep. I still believe that J.J. is that guy. I think, he's, also, he's, a, I think he's a more versatile wide receiver 
than than Tyreek yeah. Hill. But yeah, but the other thing about JJ going back into the lineup is he's a true number one, and I'm not saying that Jordan Addison won't be a true number one, but Jordan Addison needs that person that's going to free him up because at this particular point in his career, I don't look at Jordan Addison and say that he can go out there without another number one on the other side and just be able to dominate. Like, he's shown flashes of being really good. He has not shown flashes of, I can be dominant yet. No, he he's a rookie. And I know that you have, sometimes you, you have these phenomenal rookie wide receivers. You know, Justin Jefferson was one. Obviously, Randy Moss, uh, another. There are guys that can do, do special things right off the bat. And, yeah, I, yep. I think these few weeks, they've been good for Jordan Addison. I think it's been good for, for everybody to get more, you know, more reps. I, I feel bad for TJ Hawkinson. I, I mean, I feel like the guy's probably got like 90 busted ribs by this point. And I, I, I mean, my God, the, the, the guy's taking. Well, he's more. earned his money this year because the first <laughs> month of the season, he was not earning his money. Yeah, I feel like he's earned his money in the past six weeks. I, I, I mean, he just he was getting beat up, you know, several different ways. You know, Brandon Powell has, has worked in and. and you know, I, I feel like now maybe we can, you know, K.J. Osborne missed, what, a game and a half with a concussion. So it's been good for other guys to get the reps that, you know, if you need them again, they're going to be ready to go. But, yeah, at the end of the day, to see this passing game get out there at full strength. I mean, this is going to be about as full strength as the team could be for the rest of the year. Let's see what you can do against the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, by the way, speaking of concussions, yeah. did you see that report on uh, Hayden Hurst? No, I I, I know that I, I I saw a little bit of his injury, but I don't know the specifics. What you know? What what are the oh, dudes? dude, dude, he has so Hayden Hurst. Um, I have to pull up the the story here again, but like his concussion was about one of the more extreme concussions that you're going to find. And I'm not sure he's going to play again this season. And they're saying that it's not going to be career-ending, but that's how significant a concussion he had. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, looking at, uh, I'm looking at it right here on... Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's been diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia. I've, I mean, you I, don't I, hear that every that. day from somebody getting concussed. I know. No, yeah, and this was uh, a uh, what did he take? The hit to the head on November 9th against the Bears. So I mean, we're talking a about, month ago. Yeah, about about a, a month ago. Um, yeah, th- this is this is interesting because you see, and he's out indefinitely. Yeah, and because I saw today there was an alert that came through about Hayden Hurst. But I, I didn't, you know how you get these alerts on your phone, but you don't really open them right away? I've got the alert about Hayden Hurst that's sitting there, but I, I haven't opened it. And, and I knew that he'd been dealing with this concussion for a while and that, you know, he had gone from questionable to out to questionable to out, you know, on the injury reports. But I did not, I, yeah, hearing the post-traumatic amnesia for a young Oof. player, like, I, I mean, you, you hear that and... When I hear amnesia, like that, that's kind of jarring to me when I hear that, because yeah. I, I mean, you, you hear like, OK, it's one thing to have a concussion, but to have it that serious where you've got these lingering effects that could be permanent, 
Like that scares the hell out of me for him when I hear that. Yeah. Uh, happy to have JJ back, and he is an absolute difference maker. And yes, yeah. I'm with um, Chris on this. Don't rush him back. You needed JJ to heal up because look, this is him going into a conversation about the amount of money that it's going to take to make him the highest paid receiver in the NFL this coming off season. That's what this is about. So, so I, I love the fact that Addison and JJ will get a chance to uh, to do their thing together again with TJ. And, and it also frees up TJ Hawkinson too, right? Like with, with, with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson can be that number two guy. Cause I think that when everybody's healthy between JJ Addison and Hawkinson, I actually think that Hawkinson's the number two. Yeah. And I, Addison's yeah. the number three. I, I do. Let, let, let me ask you this, Henry, because I, I know, you know, we're talking about the, the last five games and you know, whether you're not you, you know, going to make the playoffs, that's all fine and dandy. But I want to ask you, long term, let's say we get into this offseason and they're at the negotiating table between Justin Jefferson, his reps, and the Vikings. When it comes down to the handling of this injury, even though, you know, he missed several, you know, he missed a couple of extra games, do you feel like this strengthens the relationship between the team and the player? Or, I mean, or does it not make any, do you feel, does it really make it any It doesn't difference? matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Justin Jefferson has the most leverage of any player going into this all season that's not a quarterback. Okay. I, I, I was just wondering if this paints them in a more favorable light, showing, hey, we want to take care of you long-term. We want to do what's in your best interest, even if we don't have you on the field for games that we would maybe otherwise have maybe mm. tried to push no. you on. Okay. All right, I, I just no, nah, they're not in a more you. favorable light because 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 if any because if anything, Justin Jefferson's camp could have been like, look, we wanted to get a deal done last year and you didn't get it done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, if I, anything, yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was just, I was just asking. Yep, yep. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment coming up next. All right, final couple of minutes here on the Lake Show. Not sure what you guys got up for the weekend. I got some relaxing to do. I'm dead serious. I'm one of those individuals that on the weekends, see some mm-hmm. people, they like to get out and they want to party and they want to hit it hard and do this and do that. I'm in relaxation mode. That That's 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 what I'm all about tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know what's going to be the highlight of my day? What's that? I get to get up, go to the gym, couple hours, work out. Um, and then after that, just relax. There you go. There's no, it's not, it's not one of those college football Saturdays. It'll be the highlight in terms of sports tomorrow. We'll be watching the championship of the in season tournament. Okay. The Lakers versus the Pacers. But no, tomorrow it's going to be relaxing. And then on Sunday, let's just say your boy has a little some, some. On Philadelphia and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. So uh, who you like? You're gonna. Who who do I like? Yeah. I like. I, oh God. I, I like Philadelphia. Yeah, I bet on Philadelphia. I, yeah, I, I almost said. I, I almost said. I mean, Philadelphia's pass defense is awful, but I mean, right now I just feel like Dallas is. They're, they're still a little little too hot and cold for me. Does Philadelphia lose back to back games? No. I I don't think they yeah do. they don't do that they don't they, yeah they typically don't um, and I think that this week 
I think that Jalen Hurts is going to play upset. He's going to play like a man with his hair on fire. I'm dead serious. Well, I, I think that I, I, I'm i all over Philadelphia this weekend. Well, I, I think, too, that you've got a team. I mean, not only did they got beat, they got beat down by San Francisco. And to, yeah. me, to me, San Francisco's the other big competitor in the NFC. I, I can't put Dallas there. I can't put Detroit there. To me, it's still a two-headed monster in the NFC. So, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Philadelphia is going to – they're going to have something to prove. You know, at, at least you're not going to go anywhere because apparently it's going to snow this weekend. So I'm glad you're going to be in and be safe and be on the I'm going the to the gym. Well, I mean, you're going to get back before the snow hits, right? The inch of snow? I, I don't know. When, I mean, hey, I'm going to take the day as it comes. I'm Man. just going to get up and – do what I need to do, man. Just be be safe on the roads. You know, it's don't hate on the snow. I ain't hating on the snow. Let it snow. I know. I'm telling Let you. Let it snow, baby. No, see, th- this will be good. We get a coating before Christmas, and then after Christmas, it can, you know, be the way of in sync. Bye, bye, bye. You know. Let it snow, baby. That's what I'm saying. Let it snow. Hey, man, you are. Dreaming. I'm all about the you, snow. You are. <laughs> Some want the smoke. You want the snow. I want all the smoke. Give me, give me the snow, huh? Snoop Dogg, <laughs> man. See, see, if Snoop, see, I feel like Snoop needs to come up to Minnesota during the winter, and I mean that's a whole marketing campaign, right? I want the snow. What are you talking about with that that new thing that he's got going on? No, 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 no. I'm talking like if. Oh, know, I thought you meant that new advertisement. No, no, no. With the solo stove or whatever. No, if, you know, Snoop Dogg. He needs to come up here during the winter, you know, and the smokeless. Yeah, I mean, because we're snowless yeah. right now. So, I mean, it just kind of, <laughs> it works together, you know? Oh, man. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a bad smoke, snow, Snoop Dogg pun. I, I know. That's all I got, all man. Good. That's all I got. It's all good. That's all we got. We're done here. We will talk to you guys on Monday. Have an awesome weekend. I'm going to try to get my Christmas shopping out of the way as well. We'll talk to you on Monday at 6 o'clock right here on The Lake Show on The Kid Neighbor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 